guys. Welcome back to Heart of the Bison podcast. I'm your host today, Jen Stutzman, by myself, but I'm super excited because I have someone with me in the room. We're not on the phone. <laughs> We're not far away. And um, this is Natalie Kavorek with me. And I have kind of a funny story because I saw her. It was like a year ago. It was, yeah. We were in Donovan um, at a game and I was like, who is this girl? She's so pretty. And I know I know her. I know her face. And then I think I kind of cornered you in the bathroom, didn't I? Yeah, well. And yeah. I was like, how do I know you? I can't remember how I said it, but we figured out. Uh-huh. We, I don't know if you followed me, but I followed you on Instagram. And so that was just funny. And our sons were playing each other uh-huh. in basketball. And so then since then, I'm like, oh my gosh, we need to get together. We don't live that far. So Natalie, just tell us a little bit about yourself. Well, first off, Jen, thanks for having me. Yes. You have a beautiful place. I yeah. wish everyone that you interviewed could come uh, interview in your <laughs> studio because it, it's really gorgeous. Thank you. Um, but my name is Natalie Kavorik, um, and I am actually a Nebraska transplant. Mm-hmm. Um, so I was born and raised in southwest Montana, a very beautiful part of the state. Um, I grew up on a ranch there. Um, and that I pretty much stayed, I left the state for a little bit to do, um, some schooling, but, um, I basically, I came back, um, and lived in Montana, um, for a majority of my life. So, um, I was there until I met my husband, um, and he is actually born and raised in Nebraska. So Mm -hmm. that's how I ended up down here. I know. And that's what else drew me to you because Montana is my favorite state. Yeah, I know know another connection we have. (laughs) So where were you actually at in southwest Montana? I know we've talked about this. Yes. So I was in a small town outside of Bozeman. Right. Which is where the ranch kind of is. It's by Ennis. Yep. Yep. Which are you that way from Bozeman? Yes. I'd be heading in the same direction. Yep. Yep. Exactly. So beautiful. Yeah. It's a stunning, um, yeah, very beautiful area. The mountains are, um, I miss it. I mean, Nebraska, I think every place has its own beauty Mm -hmm. really when you start learning to appreciate everywhere for what it is. Um, but Bozeman is a very pretty area. There's some gorgeous mountain ranges and some really great valleys, Mm -hmm. um, that get filled in in between. So, um, Ennis is gorgeous. Mm -hmm. And and then where I grew up, um, outside of three forks and it's a really beautiful area too. Yep. Yeah. I thought always my whole life growing up for sure I would end up in Montana. Yeah. Like it never crossed my mind that I wouldn't. I knew for sure that's where I was going to live. It never crossed my mind that I'd be in Nebraska. Yes. (laughs) I know. But I'm learning to I tell Jake all the time when we watch like or the skies or the sunrises or sunsets I'm like we don't have the mountains. Yeah. But our skies are pretty incredible. Yeah. Yeah. When I go back I I I do miss them when I'm there. Yeah. um, But when I'm here I mean we're kind of our ranch that my husband and I are on borders the sand hills so it's um, gorgeous yeah, yeah I mean there's some rolling there's some be- it's there's some beautiful country yes. back there so and the videos from Instagram I want to come ride with you yeah I know so. we st- we're real really good at saying that we need to do things we need to just actually I know do them how far did it take you to get here how long did it take from where you're uh we're like an hour and a half hour apart. and a half yeah yep. that's not even bad Mm-mm, no yeah, so tell us also a little bit I about speed, what... I though, so... I mean, it probably takes most people an hour and 45 <laughs> right. minutes. <laughs> so before we get going on a deeper conversation, tell us more about the business you've started here with your best friend, sure. too, because that's how a lot of people are probably going to know you. Yep, so um, my best friend and I, Jatana, we... She's from the same small town, so we've known each other since we were, like... I don't... I think... We can't, like, officially put an age on it. I guess we could ask our parents. But it was yeah. before kindergarten. I can remember wow. going over to her house before school um, and playing with her. So we've been... Uh, we have a really long-standing friendship. Um, and we kind of... We're, we both went to pharmacy school together, so we're both pharmacists, and we're both working in Bozeman together. Um, 
so we were kind of living, you know, mere lives then. Um, but then I ended up when I relocated to Nebraska, um, she's married to a rancher as well and lives on a ranch. So then we kind of found ourselves again, kind of in a different spot, but you know, these mirrored lives. Yeah. Um, and again, I'm not sure, you know, we just found ourselves in a place where we both have children and we really wanted to spend more time, um, on the ranch instead of off of the ranch. Um, and through some brainstorming, um, sessions and some conversations, um, we came out of, you know, those with Ranch Wives Beef Company. Mm -hmm. Um, so what we do is collectively, um, ship our family raised beef nationwide. Um, and, I think we've done a lot of growing since we started it. Um, the idea started in 2017. Um, we didn't officially start uh, shipping. We didn't have beef ready to harvest until 2018. So we've been doing, um, you know, Ranch Wives, the idea of it's been around for about two years, but okay. the physical labor of it has been around for about a year. Um, and through that, we've done a lot of growth and just, you know, kind of found ourselves in our company and, um, you know, how we want to be spending our time and, and what Ranch Wives means to us. Um, so we found along the journey that, uh, egg, you know, advocacy is something that we're both really, really passionate about. And we kind of knew that at the start, but I don't think we realized how much. Yeah. Um, so that's another kind of part, um, to our page that we really tried to do is just, um, you know, we do have a lot of egg followers and we also have a lot of non egg followers. And so that's something that we're trying to, to get more of is just kind of bring the heart of America, that rural America mm -hmm. to people who aren't exposed to it or, you know, aren't from yeah. that background. I mean, we grew up in a small town and I find myself back in a small town. Mm -hmm. um, so it's kind of all I've ever known. And it's foreign to me to think that people have never, you know, seen that or right. experienced that. And, and there's a whole wide world out there that hasn't. Mm -hmm. And so, um, you know, we still ship beef and that's a huge mission and, and something we want to continue. Um, but along the way, we've also picked up kind of the advocacy for our um, agricultural community. Yeah. I love that about you girls, though, because you are your message is so much more than just we're selling beef and you both have a real nice, humble way to do it. Well, thank so you. That's one of my favorite things about following. You guys are some of the first like ranch people I followed. Yep. So it's been really fun oh, too. Good. I feel like it's been, I don't know, maybe a year and a half. Yeah. I think you were really early on yeah. in our journey. Mm -hmm. So I've, I've loved it. Yeah. Thank and you. And if you guys don't follow them, you have to at Ranch Wives Beef, Beef Co. Co. Yep. Co. Yeah. Yep. You will love it. And they both jump on like yeah. you'll be on it's from always, Nebraska. You know, that was mm -hmm. logistically, again, you, you learn a lot about a company and that was one thing we kind of figured out is you know, sitting down, we didn't, you know, there's just not things you think of like, yeah. who's going to run Instagram? How are you going to run Instagram? How are you going to do it? But uh, we're at a really good place. We uh, rotate weekly for the actual oh, like perfect. page content. Yes. Um, so we have a nice little break mm -hmm. from social media and planning and, you know, all of that. But uh, as far as stories go, we're both on. Um, Jatana works, st she still works full time as a pharmacist and I just work part time. So you'll see my face a little bit more because I'm just home on the ranch a little bit more. Um, but we both have, you know, free access to that yeah. and jump on story. So yeah, you it's always a surprise of what yes. you're going <laughs> to get you when you hop great, on our page. Though. Yeah. Thanks, Jen. That's really sweet. Yeah. It's fun because we've got you from Nebraska and Jatana, is that how you say your name? Yep. In Montana. Yeah. So you can see both. So definitely follow them. Okay. So this is a good segue right into what we want to talk about because you're I wanted you to tell us a little bit about what journey you're on now with this big move to Nebraska and change with kind of in your career and having another baby. You're in a very transitional stage of life. So if you're willing, I'd love to hear just kind of 
where you're at with that journey. And in a sense, you know, with Heart of the Bison, we're talking about facing our storms. What has it been like for you transitioning to to Nebraska and to a new kind of role and maybe kind of still trying to find what that is? Yeah, I think I'm definitely still in search of what that is. Um, So I actually... Um, had a child before I met my husband. Um, I had Tad um, when I was 18. So for a long time, it was just Tad and I. Mm -hmm. Um, And I got really comfortable in that and used to the idea of it being me and Tad. And, um, you know, our lives were, I wouldn't say structured, but they were, you know, it was him and I, and he had his extracurriculars that we, you know, always partook in. He's very passionate about sports. And um, so we bonded through that. And then I worked um, as a Mm full-time at the hospital. And that was kind of our lives. You know, it was very steady. It was very stable. It was not changing. You know, it was just comfortable and good. Um, and then I met my husband and we, um, after we got married, I feel like my world wasn't like turned upside down, but there was just so many uh, changes. You yeah. know, we moved states, Tad moved, um, we got married, we um, got pregnant like a month or two months after we were married. So we ended up having a kid, you know, with basically within the first year yeah. of our marriage. And um, I scaled back and wasn't working. Um, I only work part time now. And then we started a new company. And so just all these changes. And while they're yeah. wonderful changes and none of them, you know, were, you know, like uh, detrimental to my life. There were all right. blessings brought into my life. Um, it set me on this new journey of almost like, who am I anymore? Mm-hmm. You know, I had these things that defined me before, which was, you know, I'm Tad's mother um, and this is my job. Um, and, you know, that's kind of who I was. Um, and now it's like, you know, who who am I? I'm, I'm all of these little things um, put together. And, and how do I figure out... Um, you know, who I am or what I've made of. Um, when you take away the things that people yeah. used to define themselves, you know, what's left. Um, so I think I'm on a journey to figure that out. And like I said before, my life before I moved pre-move, um, you know, if you'd asked me where I'd be at in five or 10 years, it was like an obvious answer. It was like, well, this is where Tad will be at. Mm-hmm. You know, this is the age and we'll start traveling together or, you know, this is what we'll be doing and I'll probably still have my same job. And now I'm like, well, gosh, I have no... I have no idea what, I have no idea what I'll, what I'll be doing next year. Um, and I think that's my current journey, um, is facing, you know, I'm 32 years old and, and I don't know what I'm going to be doing with my life. Yeah. Well, and what a switch to, I mean, were you, when you were, when it was just you and Tad, did you think about wanting to be married? I did. did, Yes. Uh, Well, um, so I was one of those girls when I was younger that, you know, always had a boyfriend, Mm -hmm. always knew I wanted a family, wanted to be married. Like that would be something that would be a part of my life. Um, So in the beginning, um, and I mean, I dated a couple um, guys uh, before I married my husband. Um, So I thought, I know I'd always still wanted to be married. Um, And then... I kind of got to a place where I didn't think I would. I just wasn't finding the person that I thought I wanted to spend my life with. Um, And that was a really hard phase for me, actually, because I was like, this is something that I have always wanted. I wanted more kids. Um, I wanted a husband. And I was going through single parenting. So you're doing a lot of things that are hard by yourself. And you just want a partner there to help you, uh, you know, physically and emotionally. You know, I mean, it's draining you know, parenting your 
children on a physical level, but like emotionally, like who do I turn to to talk about these things? You know, how do I figure out how to parent? You know, I was doing it all by myself and, and emotionally that's really draining. And so I did initially go through this phase where, um, it was really saddening to me and Mm -hmm. I don't think I would say like I was depressed. I don't think I would like, you know, diagnose myself as that, but I know that that was probably one of the low points in my life was when I was like, I don't think I'm going to get married. Right. And then that actually out of that came like a really beautiful phase in my life. Um, I started traveling a lot with friends and Tad and I started, he was at an age, he was like, that would have been about fourth grade, fifth Mm -hmm. grade. Um, So we would go snowboarding on the weekends Mm -hmm. and we just did a lot of fun. You know, he wasn't like a child that I'd take care of anymore. He was like turning into almost my best friend. Um, So it was actually, that's probably one of my most fondest um, places in my life Mm -hmm. when I look back on right now is that period um, where I did just a lot of personal growth and I Mm -hmm. did a lot of traveling with friends and Tad and I did a lot of bonding. Um, And then I got to a point where I was like, I don't think I want to be married now. You know, like this is, I am, this is really great. You know, Um, Tad's going to be older and we can travel even more together. I mean, I love traveling, but you know, we can start really doing things together and I can just have this really great relationship with my son Mm -hmm. and it could be him and I. And um, so then I got really, really comfortable actually with the idea of not marrying anyone. And then my cousin, husband came along and turned that upside down. And um, I was like, well, I guess (laughs) maybe I did find someone. Um, so I always tell people, um, you know, when I see people struggling with relationships or really searching for that someone, you know, I've been, you know, asked that before I hear women say that, you know, like, how did you find someone, you know, um, I think the most beautiful things come out of, you know, not actively searching, you know, and just, um, being present in in where you are. And I know we kind of talked about that before, but having God meet you where you are at that point in your life and just kind of embracing it, Mm -hmm. even if it you know, looks different than what yeah. you thought. It sounds like you found contentment. Yeah. Which is something that most people don't ever find. Yeah. You know, I, I've, I was, I was so discontent in life for so long, but when you find contentment, it is such a gift. And then you're not looking for something else, Mm-mm. you know, to fill, fill you up. It's almost like you're at another place like you were before. I know. Where I God is asking you to find contentment. <laughs> well, you know, right here. You know, I remember um, one time I texted one of my really good friends. Um, and it was one of those moments when I was really down. And, you know, I was like, ah, you know, how, how do I get through this? And, um, and she said, when I have really bad days, I say... I might not have everything that I want, but I have everything I need. And for me today, that's enough. Yes. Um, and so I find like that was one of those pivotal, mm-hmm. I think, really moments for mm-hmm. me um, when Carr told me that. And so I say that to myself all the time now. Mm-hmm. And I should probably start saying that more to myself right now mm-hmm. in this phase I'm at yeah. in life right now that, you know, I may not have my life, you know, where I thought it was or what right. I want it to be or I don't even know what I want it to be. But mm-hmm. um, I have everything I need. Yeah you know, and really that's enough at the end of the day. That's so good. Yeah. I need to set to myself too, because I look at my life now with all my teenagers and it's a hard season. Yeah. And sometimes I'm like, God, this isn't what I wanted. Yeah. Like this isn't, and, and not like in a spoiled way. It's just like, this isn't what I envisioned for my family. But sometimes I, I think God's like, just like you said, but you have everything you need. Mm-hmm. That's a lot. Yeah. That's a whole lot. Yeah, it's and a whole lot more than some people have. There's so much to be thankful for in that. And also I'm learning to ask God for new dreams. Sometimes a dream we had or an idea we had maybe isn't coming to fruition or it was kind of destroyed. Yeah. <laughs> and it's like, okay, God, here's what I have. Here's where I'm at. Show me a new dream. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I I repeatedly say to myself that 
God has the best intentions That's for my right. life. Um, and he knows a heck of a lot more about my mm-hmm. life than I do. And looking back, everything that I thought I either wanted or I thought was uh, too much for my life were actually the best things. Yes. You know, a teenage pregnancy, best thing. You know, it was hard. Um, and it probably put my life on a completely different path than before, but God knew what he was doing. Yes. You know, and where I am today is probably a whole heck of a lot better than where I could have ended up. Um, and there, you know, there was a certain relationship I was in that I really wanted to work out and it didn't. Um, and again, you know, it was one of the best things that could have happened to me. Um, so I repeatedly tell myself that I need to just place, um, you know, my life in God's hands because he, he truly does have the best intentions for me. And, and I have to trust and believe that and know that, um, and let have him a little bit more control over it than myself. There's a lot of wisdom in that. And when you can look back on the history of your life and see how God took some of those devastating moments in your mind that were devastating and said, but I'm going to make it really beautiful. Yeah. And even though you are seeing like, why, why this now? Or why is this happening? I didn't want this. Or if we could see, I've heard this quote before, if we could see all that God sees, we wouldn't question anything. And so I think the more we experience that, the more as we live and we face those hard times, we can step back and go, okay, God, I don't understand this, but I know you got this. Yeah. And someday I will look back and see the beauty and what you're doing here. There's so much wisdom in that, Natalie. I love that. Yeah, it's scary to do, but yeah. uh, once you get comfortable and used to it, mm-hmm. um, I think it brings a lot of peace. Yes. Yeah, it's a good, solid foundation to stand on yeah. because none of us know what tomorrow's going to look like. Yeah. So from here, just kind of what you're saying, just knowing where you're at, what's your identity here? <laughs> you know, the yeah. journey. Um, how do you feel like God's met you in that? Maybe just kind of like what we said, you know, he's just teaching you he's got he's got it covered yeah um I don't I mean I have always so I grew up in like a religious household um so I hear people talk about like finding God mm-hmm. um and I I don't know if I've ever like found him mm-hmm. I feel like he's always he's just that's just what I've yeah. known um and so I think I take that for granted I think because he's always been a part of my life I don't look for him mm-hmm. sometimes in my life because that's I mean that's just He's just there. Yeah. Um, so when you ask me questions like, you know, how did, how is God in your life right now? Or how did he find you? Um, like I draw a blank because I, I feel like he's just, he's just there. He's just there. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's probably something I should work on. Well, um, not, is actively, you know, realizing yeah. or paying attention to a little bit more to God in my life and yeah. how he's playing a role and what he's doing. And like things you're mentioning, like how, how are you meeting him? How are you, you know, talking with him yeah. how is he in this moment helping you or but well it's it's when you can say he's just always been that's good too and I guess more what I mean by how's he meeting you and that is like how is he giving you a different perspective so the world would say you know Natalie your um identity is all based on what you do yeah and the world's just going to tell you that and yeah. like people ask you that you're going to feel that and God might step in and say no yeah. You know, like the perspective I want to give you is I have such a greater purpose for you, you know, in, in this life. It's not, you are not what you do. You know, I have, you know, I have loved you. I have come for you. Those things where it just switches, it kind of switches your perspective where you keep doing the things like that you do, you keep doing your jobs, but it's a different perspective. Does that make sense? You know, where it's not for the world, it's not for your identity, but it's for 
it's for the Lord and for a higher purpose. Yeah. No, that makes sense. Yeah. So when I say that, that's just kind of what I'm meaning of how is, how is God meeting you in that struggle? Because it is a struggle. I think where you're at, so many of us get there, especially in our thirties. I feel like it's like this, you kind of start for me, it's, you start to realize how fast life is going. Right. It's like, oh my gosh. And you have a son that's a teenager and it kind of just starts to rock your boat a little bit. Mm -hmm. What am I here for? What am I doing? This is going really, really fast. Mm -hmm. Does my life have purpose? Yeah, you know? I ask myself that all the time. Mm-hmm. What, what am I doing that's contributing to not my life and not my inner core? You know, my the core of my family because what I do every single day contributes yeah. to my family. But what am I doing to contribute to my community and the community beyond that? Mm-hmm. And you know, and 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 beyond, and you know, yeah, just outward, the ripple effect. You know, what am I doing to to make a difference? And and that's probably why I'm finding myself in this current spot because it's like, what do I? You know, before I was a healthcare professional and. Um, you know, I still am, but I still feel like I haven't answered that question of, you know, what I want my, I shouldn't say life because I'm living my life, but you know what I want my next five to 10 years or what, you know, what the future holds for, for Natalie. The greatest thing that you said today though, was, you know, that God's in control of that. Yeah. Yeah, I don't, I don't get stressed out about yeah. it, which is amazing. <laughs> I love the way you talk yeah. about it because you're just like, I know this. And I yeah. can tell that you really believe that you're not yeah. just saying that just because you think you're supposed to say it. Yeah. Like you've experienced enough in your life yes. to this point absolutely have. that, you know, just because to your understanding or even to the world, it might not make sense. You know that you're going to be okay. Yeah. God has never not taken care of yeah. me. Yeah. So that's the lesson today, guys. But it's just very exciting, you know? Yeah. To know, to not know mm-hmm. <laughs> where I'll be yeah. or what I'm doing or what my purpose is or what God's, what God's plan yeah. is for me, you know? Yeah. Well, his plan is, is to come after your heart Yeah. and he loves you. And I think today for you guys that are listening, what you can take from this is no matter what you're facing is that God, God will take care of you. And, and Natalie's shared that with us in her life, which is Awesome. And thank you. We need to wrap up our time though. So, um, I'm so glad you're here today, but I want to ask you some funny questions. We kind of already went over some of them. So you'd be prepared, but they're just outro questions. So we talked about some hard things and now we're just going to have a little fun. Okay. Yep. So coffee or tea? Uh, water. <laughs> Neither. I'm with you. Although I drank tea this morning, so that's rare. You don't drink coffee. I do not drink coffee. My husband, um, we dated long distance the whole time. Mm-hmm. Um, and when he would come up, to, I don't, I didn't own a coffee pot. So when he came up to visit me, he had to travel. He had to bring a coffee pot to travel. <laughs> that's that's me and my husband. Yeah. I'm not even kidding. I, I still like his greatest wish is for me to make him a pot of coffee. And I like, mm-hmm. don't know. I know it sounds so elementary, but I like do not know how to run our I coffee know, pot. And I've tried I do really bad. I do too. Once yeah. it overflowed, so, once yeah, I didn't grind the beans. Mm-hmm, right. I mean, it's a disaster. I'm yeah. like, this is, this is not how I want to start yeah. my morning. Mm-hmm. I'm like, yeah, that's me and my husband. He's like, <laughs> he really wants me to like coffee. He wants me to enjoy it with him. And I'm like, I just don't. I just don't. Okay. Mountains or beach? Um, I mean, initially I want to say mountains, but it depends on, I guess, who I'm with or what yeah. mood because there's like laying on a beach is pretty great yeah. too. But probably for my soul, I would say mountains. Yeah. And it can be both. Okay, city or country? Uh, long-term country, mm-hmm. but there's, I love to travel, and I think it's always exciting to visit, 
you know, cities and the hustle and bustle and kind of be in it Mm -hmm. for a little bit, but I could never, I could never live in a city long-term. I have to be out in the country. I'm with you. Sweet or savory? Sweet. Mm -hmm. Like all of it. All of it. (laughs) (laughs) So you're so excited for the holidays coming up. Yeah. All the sweets. What's your spirit animal? Pat. I don't know. Did you come up with it? I didn't come up with one. No. You can give me one if you want. Me neither. I don't have one. Yeah. I don't know. Because you're from Montana, I'm just going to say the horse because... I'll take it. Mm -hmm. Yep. They're a beautiful creature. They are. And there's so much great about them. Okay. Favorite movie? Um, Anything by Wes Anderson, I'd say. But my favorite by him is probably like Moonrise Kingdom or... um, Grand, I think it's Grand Budapest Hotel. Yeah, I need yeah. to watch it. See, Natalie and I were talking about we're both not movie people. No. I just, it's very, I feel like a movie snob, but I just don't get into them. So. Yeah. Okay, favorite book? Uh, the Alchemist. I listened to that on Audible with our family for the first time. It was very good. Yes. I read it the very first time uh, when I was in high school. I was, um, a, or maybe it was the summer. Maybe I was... Uh, gonna be and it was right between like high school and college mm-hmm. and I feel like that was one of those moments in my life where I was like I feel like people who have good books um they were in like the right place for the message of that book to be mm-hmm. received you know and wherever I was at in that place in life the alchemist just like hit me and mm-hmm. I I mean it's a tiny little book so you yeah, can read it, is, it really yes. fast I think I read it in like a day and then I was like I sat down I read it to my mom like mm-hmm. the next day I was like mom yeah. you have to read this yes. book and I can remember like her being in the kitchen and she was like cooking and I was like reading this book to her and I don't think she's probably not listening but <laughs> that's how much I liked it you know I like read it myself awesome. and then turn around and read it out loud to my mom I have a friend that reads it every year Really? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I should revisit it. I visited a couple, revisited it a couple of times, but um, not definitely not in the last five years. I haven't. Yeah, it's good and it's deep. Yeah. I gift it a lot. And that's mm-hmm. always like if I don't know what to get something and I have to, I, I give that book. One. Who's someone in history that inspires you? Um, it seems so, well, I hate the word basic, but it's, this seems so, but I find Mother Teresa. Um, oh everything gosh. she says, and, and I've read some books of hers. Um, and I don't know. She's just, she's just a really, she's just a very humbling person. I think. Yes. Um, I actually just started a book every day. There's just a quote from Mother Teresa. Just, and I'm reading oh, it. Yeah. I'm like, before the kids leave her school, I'm like, wait, yeah. listen to the quote uh-huh. from Mother You're Teresa. You're like me. <laughs> wait, listen to me. I have something to yeah. say. Let's listen to Mother Teresa. Yeah. And then my favorite, one of my favorite books I've ever read out loud to the kids was about Mother Teresa. I just sat there crying. Yeah. They're like, mom, can you just read? You know? I'm like, yes, her heart. I mean, it's just yeah. like, oh my gosh. Yeah. That is a good It really one. makes you look inward at, oh my you know, gosh. your own heart. But yeah, she's I love amazing. quotes too. Mm-hmm. And, and she seems, you know, she has so... Do you so have many a, words. Well, do you have a favorite quote or life verse? I do have a favorite quote. Um, I actually posted it on Instagram yesterday. Um, it's from Laura Ingalls Wilder. Mm. And I, I've never read one of her books. Um, so I don't actually know where, you know, what book this is from. Um, but I think this is so beautiful. I'm going to read it. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Please do. Everyone listen. Mm-hmm. Um, okay. As the years pass, I am coming more and more to understand that it is the common everyday blessings of our common everyday lives for which we should be particularly grateful. They are the things that fill our lives with comfort and our hearts with gladness. Just the pure air to breathe and the strength to breathe it. Just warmth and shelter and home, folks. Just plain food that gives us strength. The bright sunshine on a cold day and a cool breeze when the day is warm. I couldn't agree more with that. Yeah. I think the more the ordinary becomes extraordinary to us. 
I mean, it's like just amazing. Yeah. It's just amazing. I mean, some of my most days I'm most grateful for are very simple days. My family out at pasture, we're on horseback yes. riding cattle. I mean, nothing fancy, uh, but we're all together. Um, we're outside enjoying God's, yeah. you know, what he has to, to bless us with. And that's, yeah, like and you that's said. contentment. Mm-hmm. You know, it's, it's the most beautiful thing. It's something we all should fight for. Paul talks about in the New Testament, learning to be content. I don't think any of us are born content. Right. But if we learn and stop and look and see the beauty, even like I tell the kids, I'm like, if you wake up and you're breathing, it is a miracle. Mm-hmm. Don't just look past it like it's given to you and you expect it. It's a miracle that God is put breath in your lungs for you to live today. And then you get to go beyond that and uh, look out and see. And just like you said, the ordinary things, I mean, it's, that's what we should all strive for because it's what a great life. Yeah. I think the problem with content is that I think society, we live in a society that people view content as complacent or lazy Mm -hmm. or, you know, whatever. I agree. You want, you know, so you feel like you need to be continually Mm -hmm. striving for the Mm -hmm. next thing, doing the next thing. And social media has done that big time for us, pushing us to always think we need more, want more, want to be different, look different. And that just steals our joy real quick. It does. Oprah has a really, I wish I, I could probably look it up, but Oprah has a really great quote too about, um, being content, you know, with where you are and what you have. Yeah. Um, and it's one I, I share a lot of quotes on our Instagram page and I always like find myself wanting yes. to share hers again, but I'm like, people are probably tired of seeing that one, but I'm like, it's just such a beautiful message. Yes, just keep, keep it going. Yeah. Okay. Well, Natalie, thank you so much for being with us guys. If you don't follow them, you must at Ranch Wives Beef Co on Instagram. Is there anywhere else they can find you? Do you guys have a website? Well, it's, I know we it's do on have there. a website. Yeah. yeah. And it's the same. It's Ranch Wives yes. Beef Co. And you can get there from Instagram. Yes, you can. Yep. So thank you so much for being with us, guys. There is not a single one of us out here that isn't facing something. Um, or we all are, um, to stay in the struggle, face your storm. Don't lose heart guys. Thanks for being with us. Um, and we'll see you next time. Bye-bye.